Uh, let's have some scriptures, Andy, there. And as we approach a subject matter today that is very, uh, uh, I, I think it's, it's more than a message. I think it's a, you know, uh, this is the word of the Lord. Uh, and um, there's a, uh, may our ears hear today. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim that there, there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord. All you of Judah who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. The word I want you to capture this morning as we read these is the word gates. Is the word gates. Then it was when the wall was built and I had hung the doors. When the gatekeepers, the singers and the Levites had been appointed. (coughs) Gatekeepers were appointed as well as singers. And I said to them, do not let the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot. And while they stand guard, let them shut and the bar and bar the doors and appoint guards from among the inhabitants of Jerusalem, one at his watch station, another in front of his own house. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity and the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are burned with fire. Don't look upon me because I am dark, because the sun has tanned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyard, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless you. And we just ask for your amazing help today in Jesus' name. The word gate is not something that you're familiar with. You know, well, on the farm, they'll have gates, et cetera. But, you know, in, in our general format, it may be called doors is, you know, a word that you're familiar with. In your house, how many have doors? Yeah, probably more than one, right? You have outer doors and you have inner doors. And so this morning, we're going to talk about gate and gatekeepers. And... Hopefully that you'll see that the value and the importance, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, how that they, uh, how valuable they are in your life. Because we live in troublesome times. Christian values, morality is scoffed at. Laws are being pushed. Want to silence the voice of truth, the voice of the church. But this morning, it is about not isolation, but insulation. Not isolation, but insulation. What is a gate? It's a place of access or denial. It is an entrance or an exit. Heaven has gates. Hell has gates. And you have gates. 
It's a passageway. In the Old Testament, that gate would, would typically be, uh, consist of an outer gate and an inner gate. And when you read that they sat within the gates, they're talking about that the outer gate of the wall and then the inner gate of an inside wall, and they sat there. And so it was not a small place. It was a very large place that was there. We know that heaven has gates because Jesus said to Nicodemus, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven unless you go through the gate. Revelation 21 and 21 says the gates of heaven are all pearl. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 11, it says that God will open wide the gates of heaven and give you an abundance of entrance. It's an opening through a wall, a barrier created so that people and the things can pass through. It opens the way into something. It's like a doorway. It represents that door that leads into something, into your life. And it also leads into the world. Gates are not just entry points, but are a place where things happen that impact your life. They're city gates palace gates, temple gates, personal gates, and of course, the gatekeepers, and particularly the gatekeepers of the home. They were not only for defense, but they were there to speak and to to the the public economy or the markets or the activity uh, like Angie, that is a gate. She's endeavoring to go ahead and walk through where there's public activity, a channel or an avenue, a gate's function, and is a seat of authority. It is a place that controlled and provided strongly fortified protection. Yes. It's a barrier, an entrance, and an exit. It's there for security and protection. Gates were to be regulated. There was a time that they should be open, and there was a time when they should be closed. Closed in the event of attack. To keep the enemy out. The strength of the wall in the city rested in the gates. If the gates were strong, then the wall was in city were safe. The gates were the important part of the safety and the security. 
The gates were the important part of what came in and what went out. Gates were that which were used to maintain order. And whoever controlled the gates controlled the city. Think about it, church, this morning. A gatekeeper who was lax in his duties could bring ruin upon an entire city. If they were not alert, if they were not diligent, if they did not sound the trumpet, if they did not warn, or if they did not open the gate, the scripture says, open the gates so the king of glory can come in. Your door to your house is like a gate of which you are in charge of. There are gatekeepers and watchmen that are set at those gates. It's that person or individual who is in charge. The one who monitors and oversees, a supervisor, a guardian, controls the access to something. He or she is in charge of the in and out. How many glad you got a door on your house? He's one who serves One who manages everyone at a given age has a responsibility to guard the entryway. The entryway of your life. The entryway of your heart. The power of the gatekeeper is described in Matthew 23. Jesus said that there were those that closed the gate to the entrance to life. He says, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You don't go in yourself, nor do you allow others to go in. Powerful role. Gatekeepers. Jesus wasn't happy with those guys. They interfered in other people's future in life. The gatekeeper has an amazing responsibility and opportunities because the gatekeeper, according to John chapter 10, is the one that opens the door to the shepherd. Whoa. The gatekeeper opens the, jo- the door to the shepherd. To him, the porter opens. Jeremiah said, Stand at the gate of the Lord's house. 
Imagine being the keeper of the glory of the Lord for your house. Yes. You remember the story of Jacob and how he connected the gate of heaven and the house of God together. The gatekeeper is responsible for opening up the door to the glory of God. Revelation chapter 3. Behold, I stand at the door or the gate. Will somebody open and let me in? Amazing. You know, not to be fearful, but the, the opportunity that we have. The glory of the Lord. It's an amazing thing. This gatekeeper, he's to stand at the entrance with a commitment to keep out what God rejects and guard within all that God has given. Whoa. Jesus said to Peter, you're the keeper of the keys. You're responsible for defending the truth, keeping people on the right path, and then to watch for the master's re- return. That watchman who's responsible for a particular gate, a particular door, whether it's a city, whether it's a home, or whether it's a dwelling, because there at the gate is the activities that take place. And what goes on there will have a long affecting effect of the future. It's the focal point of power at the gate is where legal matters took place. It's where the government leaders sat, handed down decisions. It's when mom and dad sit down and they address the issues. What do you think we should do? You know, what should our next step be? What should our plan? And that decision that, is going, that you're making there is going to have a major impact. Because you're either letting something in or you're keeping something out. The gatekeeper, you and I, have tremendous 
power, tremendous opportunity. It's there at the gate that Boaz redeemed Ruth. It's there at the gate in the council and the busyness of it that Mordecai learned of the plot against the king. It's there at the gate the social activity is a buzz. Yes. The gate. It was there that the word of the Lord came forth. Prophets and kings sat at the gate. David sat between the gates. Symbol of authority. I love it. The church and the gate of heaven are connected. The church. Think about it. Keepers of the glory of God. When you pray, pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. At the gate rests not only the power of God, but the powers of evil. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm grateful this morning. You build your walls. You need to repair your gates and stand guard at the gates. Whether it's in the halls of Washington, whether it's in the cities of our nation, and whether it's in the small towns of our nation, or the homes of our nation, Every gate and gatekeeper is vital. As a gatekeeper, you're to guard faithfully the gates of spiritual life and family values. As a gatekeeper, you are set in place to achieve God's given dreams and vision as a gatekeeper. 
there's inheritances you need to take back. As a gatekeeper, you are equipping the next generation for the expansion that God has designed for it. Zechariah 18, or excuse me, 8 and 16 says, protect your gates. Protect them with righteousness. Protect them with peace. And protect them with truth. Yes. Hallelujah. Guard the appointed post, the lookout. Keep watch of the activity that's going on at the gate. You don't want to let anything in that will defile it. You see, God does not call us to have a skeptical eye, but he does call us to have a trained eye. He calls us to protect the rooms, the treasures, and the people. He calls us to represent the king at the gate. As a gatekeeper, are responsible to hold God's convictions versus your preference. As a gatekeeper, you need to be alert to spiritual dangers. As a gatekeeper, you need to stay away from destructive influences. It's awful quiet in here. As a gatekeeper, you increase your spiritual alertness through prayer and Bible reading. As a gatekeeper, you want to be true to God's standards, strong in God's grace and God's purpose. What about our personal gates? Let's magnify that for a moment. Those gates that shape, direct, and influence your life. A gatekeeper of your family. Job was a gatekeeper of his family. Paul wrote to the Ephesian elders and talked about how that leadership and elders... Leaders in the church are gatekeepers of the church. Job did not take anything for granted when it came to his family. He said, I don't always know what they're doing.
but I'm going to shore it up. I'm going to step in and, and be a, a gatekeeper and stand in the gap for them. Man, I love it. You don't know what you're doing? There's things you can do on their behalf. Now, you don't have to go sacrifice what you need. You can plead the blood of Jesus Christ. You can pray for the Holy Spirit. Set a watch over them. Song of Solomon said this. He said, I was so busy taking care of other vineyards, watching other gates, that I neglected my own. And that's where you get the passage of Scripture that I read, how that she was dark and tanned and, you know, neglect your own gates don't neglect your vineyard keep your gates guarded otherwise the enemy will take your goods according to Matthew 24 Said so if the good master of the house had understood what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. This is not a fearful message. This is get your attention message. You need to guard your gates. You need to guard your relationships. Your relationship with God. Your relationship with your spouse. Your relationship with your family. Yes, your, your relationship with your vocation. And your role in the kingdom of God. You see... Adam and Eve, they didn't watch their gate. They didn't resist the devil. They left the gate open. Your heart is a gate. It's a temple. Your heart is the emperor of all your gates. Keep it, he said, with all diligence. For out of it, the, it springs the issues of life. A good man out of a good treasure of your heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things.
your heart needs a standard. What is a standard? A standard is something that provides absolutes rather than just opinions. God only forbids things, you know what I mean, for the purpose of protection. He wants to protect you. He wants to protect your goods. The heart has a sack around it. And that is a line of defense and lubrication for your heart. It prevents the heart from stretching or overfilling with too much blood. It keeps it fixed in the chest cavity. It lubricates to prevent friction with the tissues around it. It protects from infection. It's like a shield of the heart, protecting it from any harmful thing that would cause infection. The general purpose of it is, is to bring balance. It requires balance. The opening and the closing of different things. When you have heartache, you need balance. Depression, laughter, celebration, and connection, all of them need balance. If you let heartbreak go too far, it will damage the gate of your heart. Jesus emphasized the heart. Let's talk quickly about the lip gate. The Bible is strong on the lip gate. It is the only gate that has entry and exit. It says, don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Only that which is good for the edifying of the hearer. That word corrupt means like rotten meat. Yeah. Spoiled fruit. It tears down rather than lifts up. It says that what comes out of your mouth, it dirties your heart. Or it can... Cleanse your heart. Your eye gate needs to be single and not having a multitude 
of options. Single-mindedness and direction. Remember the Hebrew children? They purposed in their heart not to eat what the king had went ahead and provided because it had been offered to idols. The enemy uses the eye gate, the foot gate. That is a, it says in Proverbs 4, ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Make straight and level paths. Your feet give direction for your life and sets the development of your spiritual future. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. Hallelujah. In our nation, in our churches, in our homes, the enemy has been taking gate leaders from their posts. He is such a patient that is the devil. He'll wait all night waiting for the opportunity to rise up against you. Judges 16, 12, the life of Samson. Lamentations, which is a book of crying, which is a book of, of, of deep intercession and just, you know, overwhelmed at the condition because it had fallen to the place that the elders ceased to gather at the gate and the young men stopped singing their songs. Discouragement and frustration and pain. The gatekeepers were overwhelmed. They were no longer keepers of the dream and keepers of the vision. They had left the gate. We must pay attention to our gates. We must not simply build our walls. We must also guard our gates. 
because it is the entry point to the city of our heart and life. It is the accent realm of what is going to come out revealing what is in the city. Let me read you in closing this morning. Something you may have heard, and I'll ask my musicians to come. Keeper of the stream. There once was a town high in the Alps that straddled the banks of a beautiful stream. The stream was fed by springs that were old as the earth and deep as the sea. The water was clear like crystal. Children laughed and played beside it. Swans and geese swam on it. You could see the rocks and the sand, the rainbow trout that swarmed at the bottom of the stream. High in the hills, far beyond any one sight, lived an old man who served as the keeper of the springs. He had been hired so long ago that no one could remember a time when he wasn't there. He would travel from one spring to another in the hills, removing branches or fallen leaves or debris that might pollute the water. But his work was unseen. One year, the town council decided they had better things to do with their money. No one supervised the old man anyway. They had roads to repair, taxes to collect, and services to offer. And giving money to an unseen stream cleaner had become a luxury they could not any longer afford. So the old man left his post. High in the mountains, the springs went unattended. Twigs and branches and worse muddied the liquid flow. Mud and silt compacted the creek bed. Farm waste turned parts of the stream into stagnant bogs. For a time, no one in the village noticed. But after a while, the water was not the same. It began to look brackish. The swans flew away to live elsewhere. The water no longer had a crisp scent that drew children to play by it. And some people in the town began to grow ill. All noticed the loss of sparkling beauty that used to flow between the banks of the stream that fed the town. The life of the village depended on the stream, and the life of the stream depended on the keeper. The city council reconvened. The money was found. The old man was rehired. After yet another time, the springs were cleaned. The stream was pure. Children played again on its banks. Illness was replaced by health. Swans came home and the village came back to life. 
because the life of the village depended on the health of the stream. As you stand with me this morning. You cannot afford to neglect even that which seems to be insignificant. Even that, you know what I mean, by which is not seemingly noticeable. No. In Nehemiah, it says, and Nehemiah hung the gates of the city. Maybe there's some gates that need to be hung again. Maybe there's some gates that need to be closed. And maybe there's some gates that you need to open. I don't know. gates you don't have a gate by and large in Washington D.C. no you don't you may not have a gate in the town or the city where you live But you have a gate. You have a post. Because everybody has a gate. And everybody is a gate keeper. Don't neglect your gates. Don't leave the post or the gate unattended. It's not about God not being faithful. It's about are we being faithful? I cannot make that decision for you. I can make it. I have to make that for myself. But I do know this. This is heavy on my heart. We have not watched our gates. As we should. 
Amen. Who will open the gate for the King of Glory to come in? Who will open the gate? Whether it's in your heart, life, your family, your vocation. Depending on how far you reach. God wants to be there. He wants to be there. Father, today, alert us to our gates. Alert us to open the gate to you and help us to shut the gate to the enemy that waits there even all night. We cry out to you, Holy Father. And we thank you for coming through. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go with God. Go ahead. <laughs>